The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. This is Morgan Greensmith, writer and producer for The Attic Monologues, which is an urban fantasy horror show about a drama student reading monologues they found in their attic to their roommate. This is episode 10, Yours Sincerely, in which our main character receives a letter supposedly from the author of said monologues. We are a queer and student-led production, incredibly excited to tell stories about characters like us through one of our favourite mediums, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Attic Monologues, episode 10, Yours Sincerely. Dear future Nicks, I have decided to be stable. I'm going to get my life together. How many times have I said that, huh? But I mean it this time. Aside from a couple wobbles, this term has been my best one yet, I think. Relatively speaking. If I can just, like, make it through the next few weeks, then I'm golden. Two weeks off for the holidays, then... Well, straight back into the fray, I guess. But that's fine. I'm like one of those fish that dies if it stops moving, I think. Or is it sharks? Anyway, the point is I need to keep busy. And guess what? I am. Which is good. Being busy means no stopping, which means no thinking, which means no spiralling. <sighs> yeah, Nick, that's a super healthy thought process to have. Well, it's a sort of stability. Chaotic, but afloat. That's me. <laughs> Hang on. Nick's bird! A pleasure to see you again. At least, I think it's you. I can never quite tell. You've got that same discoloured patch on your left foot, though. My left, not yours. How have you been? Hang on, I'll see if we've got any more almonds left. You seem to like those. At least, they haven't killed you yet. That's a good sign. Points to me for animal handling. Ah. So, bad news, mixed bird. You've eaten me out of house and home. Don't give me that look. You have expensive taste. Almonds are expensive. And I am but a poor, broke uni student. What? What is going on here? Bella, I, I swear, this isn't what it looks like. What do you think it looks like? Like I'm feeding a stray bird on our kitchen counter? Which I guess is what I'm doing. So this is exactly what it looks like. But it's not just a random bird. I fed them before. And yeah, they were a random bird then. But we're friends now. Mick's bird is incredibly polite. Aren't you? <coughs> and... How long have you been adopting feral creatures in our kitchen? Next bird isn't feral. Potentially rabid, then. Since that one time you vanished for, like, a week. It's not like I was trying to replace you with an actual crow. <laughs> but we had some truly fascinating conversations together. It's a raven, not a crow. Oh, yeah? Cool. I can't really tell the difference. This is why it's useful to have friends with different hyperfixations. We can pool our resources. We'd make a killer university challenge team. 
it's not really my hyperfixation though, is it? It's inherited from my mum. I've just learnt a lot through like osmosis. Well, close enough. Is that why you used to hate them? What, birds? I don't hate them. You used to. Remember last year when we first moved to uni? You used to jump a mile every time a bird came near you. There was that time one landed on your hand and you legged it across a main road. It was on my hand, Nix. You've clearly never been attacked by a bird. And besides, I like them now. I kind of have to. <laughs> Imagine being named Crow and having a phobia of birds. Some would call that ironic. I would not. You're no fun. So, you've named this one Mixed Bird? Yeah. I figured it was polite and formal. A very respectable name for a bird. Right. I don't know why you're being so weird about this, Bella. You talk to birds all the time. I don't tend to let them on the kitchen counter. No, you just curse at them like some old grandpa yelling at kids to get off your lawn. I am an old grandpa. The cutest there is. Bella, you scared them off. Oh well, I'm sure they'll be back soon enough. Anyway, I grabbed the post on my way up, if you're interested. Do I have to be interested? It's probably just the bills and a bunch of dramatic nonsense labelled to the occupier. Bella? Bella? You okay there? Uh, yeah. I just... This one's for you. Wow. Fancy. Is that actual wax? Uh, looks like it, yeah. I, I can't make out the words. E. Chartum et Atramentum Laser. That's Latin, right? What does it mean? Uh, kind of. It's a bit messy. It's like, not good grammar. There are some words in there that... It's probably just some family motto. Well, it's weird. Who the hell do I know who's fancy enough that their family has a family motto? Besides me, you mean? Yeah, besides you. Unless one of your relatives sent this to me. Why would any of my relatives do that? I don't know. They're all super old-fashioned. Maybe they want to check my intentions towards you. Or tell me I'm too below your station. Mm-hmm. Relax, Bella. It's probably nothing. Let me just... Oh, wow. This is, like, fancy paper. It's... Hmm. Next. Read it to me? Huh? Uh, sure, it's, uh... It's a bit weird. <clears throat> Dear reader, I wish I could say that I hope this letter finds you well. I wish that we were graced by different circumstances. 
I wish that, in those different circumstances, we could be friends. I wish the story were different. I wish I had more lines. I wish the sun rose west to east and the oceans covered the world and every life on this pitiful planet flickered out and left me in quiet. Ridiculous. You see that, don't you? Wishing for ideas beyond your understanding. Taking things you have no right to take. What a sorry existence to lead. So, I hope this letter finds you terribly. I hope the world is bearing down on you, the walls and ceiling closing in, and you have no idea why. I hope you turn and turn in dizzying circles looking for answers. I hope they never find you. Perhaps if I were kinder, I would pity you. The poor, sacrificial lamb sent out to the woods, into the dark, with no one to follow. How confused you must be, without a script to follow like the rest of us. How lost you must feel. How much I do not care. You must understand, my dear, that your actions have consequences. You seem so very fond of taking things that do not belong to you, so allow me to return the favour and take something of yours. Nothing as trivial as a chest filled with your life's work, I'm afraid, but I'll see what I can do. Let me steal away your peace of mind instead. Let me chip away at that floor underneath your feet that you call stability, until you catch your breath when every shadow moves. Until you look over your shoulder with every sound you hear. Until you're falling down and down, buried under the weight of everything you do not know. Are you scared? Nix Ryland. Are you afraid? You should be. The weight of so many invisible things rests on your shoulder. I would not wish what lies in store on my worst enemy, which may, in fact, be you. Here is what will happen. You will gather up every script, every fragment, every monologue. You will put them back carefully in their chest, my chest. You will slide it under your bed, or bury it at the back of your cupboard, or put it back in the attic where you found it, where I left it. You will leave those stories in the dark where they belong, gathering dust as they should. You will forget about this, about them, about me. And perhaps you will be happy. Perhaps you will lead a long and prosperous life. Perhaps your story will change. Perhaps the sun will rise backwards and the oceans will drown us all and I can finally rest in peace. Do what I ask and the world is still yours. The script isn't written in stone. Or else, Nix Ryland. There will be no respite. I will dance you in circles and tie you in strings. I will leave no stone of your life unturned. 
your mentor, your anchor, your lover, your sage. Nothing will be safe from me. And when everything lies in ruins, you will know I am coming for you. To end it. I hope I can trust you to make the right choice. Yours sincerely. The author. Nix. It's it's just it's just some stupid prank. It's nothing. Like you said, it's probably just one of our neighbours just being complete dickheads. I don't I don't think so. Who would even send you something like that, Nixie? It it doesn't make any sense. It's nothing. It doesn't feel like nothing it feels. I need, I need some air. Nix, where are you going? I just, I need some space. I need to think. Don't go without me. Let me just grab my shoes. Nick, you're not thinking straight. Thank you for listening to The Attic Monologues. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Greensmith. It was directed and script edited by Ellen Cluhessi. The sound design was by Anna Leclerc, and the theme tune was composed by Wilkie Morrison. In this episode, you heard the voices of... Atlas Morgan as Nix Ryland. Anne Ryan as Bella Crow. The logo was designed by Ailey Lang. The social media is run by Soren Briarwood. Find us on Twitter at Attic Monologues, and on Tumblr, Instagram and Facebook at The Attic Monologues. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sending us some love through our Ko-fi. You can find us at www.co-fi.com slash theatticmonologues. Or maybe just leave a rating and review. Or you could even tell a friend you think might enjoy oblivious romantics, creeping fantasy elements and existential crises to listen. Any comments or questions, shoot us a message over our socials or email us at theatticmonologues at gmail.com. Episode 11, Slipping, will be out on Wednesday 23rd of February 2022. From all of us here at the Attic Monologues, once again, thank you so much for listening, and see you then!